The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fanside. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. This is our Friday edition for this week, and I'm sorry to tell you, we got no good news for you. It's been a pretty disastrous week thus far. I'm doing the intro alongside my co-host, Adam Weinrib. I'm Thomas Carinante, by the way, which I failed to mention. Um, he's having an emotional breakdown, so I'm going to take care of the intro for us now because uh, I've, uh, I've been able to keep a cool head throughout all this. But in summation, the Yankees are fresh off getting swept by the Rays in a three-game series at Yankee Stadium. James Paxson is undergoing an MRI on his elbow after experiencing discomfort in the fifth inning today. Labor Torres left the game is also undergoing an MRI for a hamstring issue that happened when he stumbled on his way to first base. And we've had two players or two people in the Mets organization test positive for coronavirus, which is our next series, which we can expect to get postponed now, which means we'll be dealing with yet another schedule snafu at this point in the year. Uh, nothing that we want to hear, nothing that we want to deal with. But anyway, on that note, we saw a great uh, viewership this week with downloads, almost 1.5K uh, on the Wednesday episode. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, write something uh, in the comments, uh, leave us some mailbag questions, head over to Spotify, give us a listen, whatever you want to do. Uh, we've been loving the support. We're hoping to engage with more fans. Uh, it's been great so far, and uh, unfortunately, 
on that good news, we are going to right into the bad news with what's happening with the Yankees this week. Adam, what the hell's going on? The Yankees told me all offseason that they wanted it more, that they were going to be extra motivated because of the way the 2019 season ended and the 2018 season ended in embarrassment against the Red Sox and the 2017 season ended against a cheating Houston Astros team. The motivation and chip on their shoulder was going to be the deciding factor in 2020. In the shortened season, uh, there was no other team better equipped to contend in this sprint. After all, the Yankees had enough star power to rival anyone and enough depth to match their injury issues from 2019, which surely would not recur even in a freakish shortened year to the same level that they did. Uh, unfortunately, we are 25 uh, games into the season. The Yankees are 16-9. and nine. The injury bug is now worse than it was last year. The Yankees are 15-3 and three against not the Tampa Bay Rays and 1-6 and six against the Tampa Bay Rays. And unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Rays are the only team they've played so far that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we took issue with the Rays punking the Yankees repeatedly and sort of trash-talking back and saying they didn't appreciate when the Yankees trash-talked them and they – you know, it feels better when they beat the Yankees and all the sorts of dorky things you say when you're an underdog trying to compete against the big boys. Well, guess what? Through seven games, the Yankees haven't even been close. The compete level has not even been close. The at-bats by the Rays hitters are in a different stratosphere than what the Yankees are doing with runners in scoring position. The Yankees got one hit with runners in scoring position in this three-game series, and it was Luke Voigt with a bloop single in a right field to cut an 8-4 deficit to 8-5. That was the singular hit. Glaber Torres hit a hard grounder in the hole that knocked in a run earlier in the game. He pulled up lame on the way to first, apparently injured a hamstring in the process, didn't beat it out. Uh, the Voight hit was the only hit with runners in scoring position in this series. Meanwhile, Joey Wendell with no batting gloves is a machine with runners in scoring position. Yandy Diaz poking balls to right field. Manuel Margot either taking walks or tomahawking balls up the middle. At every turn, it was the Rays delivering the clutch hit, and at every turn, it was the Yankees failing. So guess who no longer gets to speak about having a special edge and being extra motivated to prove the doubters wrong entering this season? Uh, it's the team that just proved every doubter 100% correct. Um, we are less than a month into the season that the Yankees are about to get a huge reprieve from, that they're probably not going to play the Mets this weekend. They are not going to play the Mets on Friday. Um, and this four-day minimum, it would seem, delay is coming at a perfect time. You know, if you're if you're going to argue for a weird postponement or cancellation or interruption of your season, you're definitely going to want it after you've just been uh, bullied by your division rivals on your home turf. Uh, this series was Masahiro Tanaka, Garrett Cole, and James Paxton, who threw six resurgent innings in his start in Tampa against the Rays. It was really the only good start he's had this year, uh, taking the mound against Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, and some sort of bullpen game. Now, the Rays always seem to line up Snell and Glasnow whenever they play the Yankees. Maybe it's Kevin Cash's next-level genius. Maybe it's bad luck. But it seems like you're never going to be able to avoid those two guys. Uh, Snell struggles at Yankee Stadium. Glasnow struggles against the Yankees in general. Neither of those things happened. Uh, Snell was great, and he was staked to an early lead by a couple of home runs off Tanaka, including Brandon Lau, who's on fire. That's kind of a loss. That, that loss just happened right? They've won six in a row. Uh, easy to be caught off guard after you've just finished sweeping the Red Sox. You know, I, I'd rather not lose, but it's kind of hard to argue with just getting the doors blown off. Tanaka's flat. It happens. 
the Cole game, he gives up two uh, solo homers. G-Man Choi, who, who dominates him, and, and Mike Zanino hitting a low liner Frisbee 420 feet to dead center. Somehow. I don't know what that was. Uh, but the game gets tied. Yankees fight back. Zach Britton struggles in the eighth inning, you know, drops a feed from Boyd at first. Uh, error. He's walking people. He doesn't look right at all. He gets a miracle out to put runners on first and second with one out on this Gio Urshela ground, and they get an out of the plate. Uh, then Aaron Boone decides that he'd rather regress in year three as a manager uh, than move forward. Uh, he does not use Chad Green with first and second one out. He does not use Adam Adovino. Uh, the Rays have some lefty-righty things. They're probably going to make some moves and start countering people. Uh, but he doesn't even let Cash get into the chess match because he just decides he would rather leave Britain, who looks as flat as he's looked all season, uh, out to dry against Michael Brasso, who hit a huge double off Britain in the fourth game of the four-game disaster series against the Rays last week in Tampa. Brasso owns lefties and specifically owns Britain in a really sh- small sample size. Uh, Boone doesn't think that matters. Let's Britain give up a huge ribby single to Brasso and another ribby single. The Yankees lose 4-2 uh, and strand two men on base in the ninth. First and second, no outs. Uh, Brett Gardner pop out. Uh, Talkman's come to the plate against the lefty Jalen Beeks. Boone opts for Miguel Andujar, who has not had a good at-bat since the season finale in 2018. He puts up the same at-bat that I would in that scenario. Uh, and we all could have seen that coming, you know, looking at strike one, looking at strike two, one-eighth of a swing at strike three, but he went too far, couldn't check. Uh, they announced in the postgame that they just kind of wanted to wake up Andujar. That's great. I'm not sure I would have tried to wake up Andujar uh, with the tying runs on base in, to that point, the most important game of a 60-game regular season. Uh, and it all set up for the new crowned champion, the, the new most important game of the 60-game regular season, Thursday's day game. Zach Britton placed on the I.L. before the game even starts. He clearly hurt himself running at first and pitched through an injury uh, in that game. So Boone declined to remove a struggling Britton, who was also hurt enough to hit the I.L. Uh, so that's how the day begins. Paxton, no hitter through four and a third. Yanks are up 2 nothing. Can't hit in the clutch. That's great. Uh, all the wheels come off. Paxton walks two. Wendell knocks him in. 3-2 uh, after a sack fly. Brosseau. Paxton's out of the game. Uh, sort of feels like the wheels came off again. That's natural, though. It's happened to Paxton a bunch this year. His velocity is down. We find out after the game, he's got an elbow injury. He's going to the MRI tube. Incredibly expected. Glaber Torres also going to the MRI tube. He tripped on the way to first base. Like we said, looked like absolutely nothing. Could be something. Probably is something because that's the Yankees in 2020 and 2019 and 2018. Chad Green has an opportunity to come into this game. Adam Adovino gets two huge outs after putting the first two runners on uh, in a 4-3 baseball game in the sixth. He gives up a bleeder to Margot, ties the game. 4-4, rough stuff. Uh, You get the vip sometimes it happens. Instead of bringing in Chad Green, Boone presumably uh, tries to take advantage of a lefty-lefty, brings in Luis Avalon. thinking that maybe the three-better minimum isn't a thing. Uh, regrettably, it is a thing. Avalon <laughs> faces the lefty, gets smoked by Wendell, faces the righty Zanino, who hits uh, one of the worst pitches you'll ever see, into the left field bleachers. It's 8-4 in the blink of an eye. Uh, Green is available. Boone confirms Green's available after the game. Uh, if Green's available, then I don't know about you, I'd like to see Chad Green, who is the best reliever in baseball statistically so far in 2020, in the game. Uh, so, like I said... Uh, disastrous managing from Boone uh, in games two and three. 
game one, you just write it off. But at a certain point, you also can't write these off, right? You, you can't be going one and six against the only important team in the division. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter, right? A lot of people are going to say it doesn't really matter. And they're right. If this season is completed, which, you know, look at the Mets, look at a lot of teams in baseball, a good chance it won't be. If this season is completed, a lot of teams are going to make the playoffs. So I'm not, you know, getting on my soapbox and ranting about how the Yankees blew a chance to, to get in the postseason with this awful swing against the Rays and this swings the odds and whatever. They just, you know, playoff odds don't matter at this point. What matters is looking absolutely out of the division and out of sorts against really the only competent team you face so far. So the Yankees have the easiest strength of schedule, basically in the league in September. It's a lot of Orioles and Blue Jays and Red Sox and Marlins, and that's great. Uh, I bet they're going to win a lot of those games. But through seven against the Rays, I've pretty much seen all I need to know to know that the Rays have our number. They are not scared of us. And a team like the Rays or the Rays themselves are the teams we're going to be playing in October, and I don't want to get fooled by the Yankees again, and so I won't. That's it. Well, take a breather, glass of water. I can't have you uh, having a stroke on the air. Yeah, I think I'm going to gargle. I'll I'll be back in 10. (laughs) Um, It's not a good look. It's admittedly not a good look, and for a number of reasons. One, we get smacked in game one. Like you said, we'll chalk it up as as we'll take that loss, but guess what? Who's the top player in that game? Brandon Lau, who talked shit and called out the Yankees after the Rays had won that four-game set. Very bad luck to start the series off for morale, and just for reputational purposes. Then we come into game two. It's a Garrett Cole start. It's, it's got to be a win. He's not, I know, I know. He's not going to win every single one. We're not going to win every single game. But, like, we're one in four against them at this point. Let's, let's chalk this one up. And if we lose tomorrow, it, it's, it's much less of an issue. But here we are in this game with the mismanagement, which was a little bit of uh, – not a little bit. It's a serious concern of mine because I'm getting Joe Girardi vibes from Aaron Boone right now, and I don't want that. I don't want to be playing matchups every single opportunity. Zach Britton has been the closer for this team for the first 20-plus games of the season. He leads the league in saves, and now you're going to bring him in in the seventh inning just to face a lefty? What? Just have Garrett Cole finish the inning. He wanted to finish the inning. I know he was at 109 pitches, but – would you rather have him running around the dugouts screaming F at everybody or just let him finish it out against a lefty? He was cruising aside from those two home runs that he gave up. And aside from that, um, like you said, taking Talkman out to play the – because you don't want to go lefty-lefty. Talkman is eons ahead of Miguel Andujar right now. It doesn't matter if you line up on the opposite side of the box. It, it, it doesn't matter. You need a hit. You need some sort of production. You need somebody who is not completely clueless at the plate. I love Miguel Andujar. I know what he's going through right now is tough. That is, and like you said, if this is where you want to wake him up, this is not the spot to wake him up. This is, this is essentially like, based on what he's seen over the past year and a half, this is like the World Series to him at this point. This, like, getting, getting this opportunity in this serious of a moment with, you know, everything that's at stake. And then you have today, which, you know, they're cruising. You think they're going to win. Paxton walks the first two guys, and then the wheels come off, and then he plays the matchup again. Avilan against Joey Wendell. Why? Why do, we, why do we have to play the matchup? I don't understand. It's, if you have a good pitcher in who's, who's – or a good pitcher in the bullpen in Chad Green who can come in and take care of business, just do it. We don't have to do lefty, lefty, righty, righty. It's not imperative in every scenario, and that's what happened. 
over these past two nights or, or over these past two days, which have seemingly doomed us. Um, and there is, it, it seems nobody is alive right now with the exception of Luke Voigt, who, uh, side note, swinging much more gracefully. He is not trying to tear the cover off the ball. And I think it's doing wonders for him. Uh, I love to see it. It, it. it feels good. And the fact that he's this comfortable at the top of the lineup bodes well for Boone being able to be flexible with the lineups down the road. Um, but nonetheless, very bad luck getting swept here at the stadium. But if we're going to be real here for a second, this is the hardest series the Yanks have faced all year when you consider all the injuries that have piled up. Tampa has unraveled this team from within. It, 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 started, it started on that weekend series in Tampa. Uh, Stanton gets hurt running to second and then decides to run all the way home and I guess re- com- continue to aver- aggravate the hamstring. Judge apparently can't play on turf because it's too strenuous on his body. And then he plays the, later in the week against the Braves and then he hits the IL. And now we see Glaber and Paxton. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. And Britain go down within, what, 15 hours of each other? So there's clearly some voodoo going on here. Um... And that you can't expect the team morale to be high. You lost, you literally lost, you know, six of your best players in, in one fell swoop. Um, so, and then you're playing a team like the Rays who literally they're at this moment, they are living to play and beat the Yankees. We heard Blake Sells comments. We heard Brandon Lau not back down to the media when calling out the Yankees. So um, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for them, but we are still putting out largely a B lineup against this team who the Rays are very good and they are super motivated to play us. Um, So it's everything is lining up for the Rays at this moment and everything is trending downward for the Yankees. If we want to, you know, take a silver lining out of this, I think, what, what, how do you feel about that? I think, uh, I think that it does sort of stamp that I am officially done with the narrative that the Yankees have quote, enough depth to weather something like this, which Jeff Passan tweeted uh, after the Paxton MRI news dropped. Um, They don't. Nobody has enough depth to weather something like this. This is your number two starter, your four best offensive players and most important linchpins, and two of the four best arms in your bullpen, uh, or five, depending on how you view Ottavino Green or whatnot, but Kingley and Britton both going down, one longer term, one shorter term. That is a ton of loss. And nobody prepares for that. So the Yankees may have enough depth to win their fair share of regular season games without those players. They just swept the Red Sox with a a decimated roster. And they can win more games than they'll lose probably with this level of roster. But if some semblance of the Yankee team they intended to bring into the 2020 season isn't ready by the playoffs, then no, they they don't have enough depth to weather that. Uh, we, We watched next man up get unraveled in 2019 they weren't good enough to beat the Houston Astros without Giancarlo Stanton and without Mike Talkman and without the players who they lost along the way that's it 
Stanton changed the lineup when he played in game one, hit a huge home run, made Zach Granke sort of reevaluate where these two teams stood. Then he wasn't healthy enough to play the rest of the series, and they weren't good enough. Cameron Maybin was great during the regular season, and he is not going to replicate Giancarlo Stanton's performance in the playoffs. He just isn't going to do that. It's unfair to, to think he could do that. And when you're losing the first level of guys and the second level of guys, then it is admirable for the Yankees to fight through that, but it is not possible for them to weather it and meet expectations in the same way. Now, I feel terrible for Paxton, who yeah. has oh, elbow discomfort, forearm issues. Uh, it's like the one injury he's never had in his career, and he's going into free agency this offseason. And I feel dreadful for him. And I also am not going to come down on the Yankees training staff for any of these. I think he can't. I don't think you can do that, and especially the preparation that's been laid bare in this shortened pandemic, you know, start-stop offseason. I I don't blame Paxton, and I feel dreadful, and and hopefully the injury to the forearm and elbow is discomfort he's been feeling all along since opening day because that would explain a lot and would – anytime an injury is the underlying explanation, an injury can usually be fixed. So I feel dreadful – but at least if there's a reason for the velocity drop, then, then that'll help him eventually once he regains his footing. Um, but as for guys like Stanton and, and guys like Torres tripping on themselves and suddenly having tight bodies, Gary Sanchez on high alert, I'm sure his hamstring like sent him a text being like, I'm, I'm next, by the way. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's these guys with these soft tissue injuries over and over again. And it's not about the training staff. Everybody went through the same preparation level. At a certain point, it is about the, the men. Uh, you know, DJ LeMahieu, absolute freak injury. But we're, we're seeing this over and over and over again. We have these people forever and ever and ever. And they are the core of the Yankees, whether you like it or not. And that's sort of a depressing thought because it's not going to get any better in future years. Giancarlo Stan is not going to learn how to be available. Uh, it stinks. These are the people on the team. And this has happened two years in a row. And it's unsustainable. And yet the Yankees must sustain it because here it is again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a miracle we even have a lineup to field right now, and you got to give props to Cashman for that because any normal team, if any normal team gets injuries to, you know, six players of these caliber on almost any other any other roster in the league, they're 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 out. It's they they don't have the depth. Uh, luckily, we have the depth. It'll be now. It'll be an adjustment period where these guys are getting used to facing, you know. MLB competition at this rate and all together developing, you know, a different type of chemistry, depending on obviously what happens with Glaber impacts. And we still don't know what the severities of those are. Um, but I think the thing with judge and Stanton are, is that they are, they are an anomaly. Their bodies, they, they, they are not, they're, they're built to play like football. They're playing baseball where it's like, it's stop and go. It's, it's very like swinging a bat is a very weird kind of intricate, um, movement especially you know because there's all those oblique injuries it's like these little muscles it's you know stop and go on the turf and you're you know you're pulling a calf and it's lasting for however long it's like it's weird because these guys are so gigantic and they're seemingly not really built for baseball and I think that's I I don't know if that's a crazy theory but that that could be what's contributing to their to their struggles everybody else is kind of a freak accident Um, Britain running to first base uh, Glaber tripping Paxton, I think this could this could be upsetting because we all know he underwent lower back surgery, um, and there's been problems with his velocity. If he wasn't using his lower body and his hips to 
to turn on these pitches and he was using more of the torque and the, and the, the force on his arm that could, that could lead to forearm and elbow problems. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I, I did notice earlier in the year when he made his first couple of starts, he was super stiff. He wasn't following all the way through and he, he, he wasn't driving through his pitches. Maybe he was exerting excessive force on, you know, hopefully not, but maybe the UCL, we all know how, a, throwing a baseball is an unnatural movement, and the UCL is, what, an inch long that connects two major, uh, two major muscles. So I pray to God he's okay, but I think those things can, can, all, can all tie in together. But I think another thing that we have to give a little bit more time on the pod is I want to know one thing, because I know you like, you like to go on and on, and you have, you have more perspective than anybody else when it comes to the Yankees. What was your biggest problem with Aaron Boone in this series? That's – one. You got to pick one. You yeah, pick that's one. ever that's ever so tough. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with removing Talkman in favor of Andujar last night, um, just because the Chad Green stuff. Um, and by the way, the Vegas odds on Chad Green being injured after this game, Vegas wouldn't even take odds. And then to get the <laughs> injury news after that, like you got it, like that's nothing is more 2019, 2020 Yankees than that. Like that was such a curveball waiting for an hour and a half for injury news on one person who like disappeared from the proceedings and threw 30 pitches against the Red Sox and hasn't shown up in five days. And then they're like, someone you weren't even thinking about has maybe Tommy John surgery. It's like, Oh, great. Got it. Yeah. yeah, Very cool. Um, I would like now I'm already committed to the Talkman and do hard thing. I'm going to stick there. Okay. Because, uh, I just think it's outrageous. The numbers, uh, skew completely in the opposite direction in both ways. Talkman against lefties, lefty on lefty, is a career 333 hitter since the start of the 2019 season. Now, it's not a large sample size, but it's enough of a sample size. And even if that weren't the case, I know what Mike Talkman's at bats look like, and I know what Miguel Andujar's at bats look like. And one guy fights for every inch of the plate and is completely locked in. And I don't even want to say right now, he was locked in through all of 2019. I think losing him before the postseason was monstrous last year. He, he puts up playoff quality at-bats in every game. And Miguel Andujar is a different person than he was in 2018. It, his bat is the only tool carrying him, and the bat is not there. I thought it was compensating for this shoulder that needed surgery last year, and I thought he was taking weaker swings because he was, quite frankly, in pain. Uh, and it's become kind of clear that wasn't the sole root of this. He, he is not comfortable and confident. He's not ready. I, I love Miguel Andujar. There will be a time for him, whether it is with this team or with another team. But for now, with two batters on in the ninth inning of a game, you trail 4-2 that you have to win. You need Mike yep. Talkman's discipline up there instead of Miguel Andujar's wild home run attempt and, and helicopter swing. Uh, now it gets even worse when you realize that not only does it, uh, Talkman have reverse splits where he hits better against lefties than righties, uh, the pitcher, Jalen Beeks, the lefty that the Rays brought in, has the same reverse splits. He does worse lefty-lefty than lefty-righty. Uh, Talkman Beeks is the kind of accidental opposing manager mistake that Aaron Boone should be dreaming of. It, it's Kevin Cash getting it wrong for once. It's Kevin Cash going to by the book and going, I'll bring in a lefty, I'll counter this lefty. Aaron Boone had him in his pocket for once. He actually got him in a lie and let him wiggle out of it by making a, a bigger mistake on his end. Now, he got it's crazy. Um, the, the Chad Green thing uh, is a close second only because Avalon 
throwing to a lefty in Wendell who's proven he's just a good major league hitter. I, I don't know why a low-quality lefty like Luis Avalon would throw him off more than an elite reliever like Chad Green or even Ottavino, who, who had just gotten two big outs prior to giving up the game-tying hit. Yeah. Probably could have gotten some more outs. Um, it, it really felt like he forgot about the three-batter minimum, and then when the next – when Azanino came up, he was like, well, as long as it's not a three-run homer, it'll probably be fine. And then it was uh, uh, just a monster. Just, it literally almost went over. I thought it was gone when he hit bomb, it. Bomb, bomb. But I will, I'll go with Talkman and Duhar just because that was in the, the green Avalon garbage was in the middle innings. This game could have gone any number of directions. Talkman and Duhar was at the very end in a deciding moment in a game that needed to be decided in the opposite direction and wasn't. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you, do you agree? Do you, do you take an opposite side on that one? Well, I like what you did there. I told you you had one choice, and you sprinkled in essentially a 1B. I gave you two. I I am not disagreeing with either of those. Um, I think that they were both problematic in their own right. Um, However, uh, as I've been telling you since last night, my biggest problem was bringing in Britain in the seventh inning uh, to take over for Cole. Why? Um, Cole has one batter left to just make it seven innings. He's on a roll. Um, he's at 109 pitches. I get the concern, but the guy's a machine. What are the odds this next at bat is going to be, you know, a, a 10 to 15 pitch marathon? Let him finish it out. He's still throwing 98. He's good. Let, I, I think there's no problem with doing that. He's not a young arm. He's not somebody we're trying to develop. He's not somebody who hasn't, he already, didn't he throw a hundred something pitches in Tampa? He's already been there. This is not yeah. anything. This is not anything that's new for him. Um, but the problem that I have with a taking him out secondly is relieving him with Britain. Why Britain, like I said, closer for the entire year leads the MLB in saves and you're going to bring him in for seventh inning duty. Um, I think this has to be a gradual transition. So you mean to tell me that we're already, we're already going to throw Chapman in as the closer. He's had one appearance. We're going to throw him in as the closer against the Rays in what, we're going to expect to be a t- he's playing Boone is playing this game as if you know the Yankees are going to win three to two so you're going to bring in Chapman who who did look good against the Red Sox after he had let out whatever he had let out he gave up a run and a couple of hits like I that's not against the worst lineup against the worst lineup in the AL um I know the Sox have have gamers they know they they, they can play baseball but they're not good it was two not very good hitters so if you mean to tell me that you're going to just immediately slate Chapman into the closers role against the team who is rivaling you in the AL right now, obviously, aside from uh, we could say the Oakland Athletics, but we're not going to see them until the playoffs. The Rays are our biggest rival at the moment based on our schedule and based on who we've played so far. Um, and you're just going to relegate Britain from closer to seventh inning duty. You don't think that has an effect on his mindset. He's coming in in a completely different situation. And not only that, you're giving him split inning duty. He finishes the inning great, and then you're going to leave him in for the eighth? He, he, I don't think he's done that this year yet. Why are, why, are we, why are we throwing on new roles to these players out of the blue and expecting it to just work, especially against an opponent like the Rays? I don't like it. We had the bullpen power to, to use some – Chad Green, like we said. Where, where is he? Why can't we use him? Um, and it ended up being a disaster. He hurts himself. He walks a couple of batters. He drops that ball at first base. Um, obviously, I don't think that was a direct result of Boone using him, but it, it, it turned out poorly. I think the split inning duty had something to do with 
uh, his coming out in the eighth inning and, and, and that completely going by the wayside, though. Yeah, Boone does manage a lot of these games. Like, And this is the New York Yankees offense. And he manages these games like he's going to either win them 3-2 or once it's like 8-4 or 6-2, game over, let's get Jonathan Holder up. That's why we all thought Chad Green was hurt because he, he brought in Luis Avalon, which was super dumb, even though Avalon's wriggled out of a lot of jams this year already. It's, I bet he passed the eye test. And Boone was just like, Avalon's Mr. Jam guy. He loves getting out of jams, and then he just can't do it at all. And then now it's 8-4. Okay, so it feels over because we're depressed, right? But objectively, it's 8-4 in the sixth. The Yankees have four more chances. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. And the Rays don't want to use their top guys. They've used Anderson a lot. They've used Rowe a lot. And they used a guy named Slagers in the eighth inning who has an 11.25 ERA. So the game wasn't over at 8-4, and it quickly became 8-5. But Boone's already resigned to the loss. He's already kind of saying, seeded, you know, we're just fighting for seeding here. Yeah. Sweeney Murdy uh, called this sort of rightfully so. Honestly, once you get a little more perspective, he was right. He called this like Duke UNC in February. That's what he said <laughs> last night. It's true. It, it is like the two elite teams who are rivals who hate each other playing for, you know, playoff positioning, but also bragging rights. Everyone's entering a three-game series in October anyway. It sure would be nice to win the AL East, but everything's weird, and you could probably win the World Series without winning the AL East or the one seed, if we're being honest. But it did prove that the team that did the most talking this offseason has done the most talking for two and a half years uh, about how they play the game clean, and they've lost the most in this cheating era, and they've got a chip on their shoulders, and they have the most talent, which is true, and they fight through adversity, which is occasionally true. Uh, They got punked. They got punked a lot by the Rays. Uh, they got punked over and over and over again. Uh, these are the types of bad losses that you usually hate having one of in a season series. Like we remember this year as poorly if the Yankees went four and six against the Rays and had one of these games, the Paxton three, nothing choke and the Paxton two, nothing choke today. And the, you know, two the two, two Cole game choke, you know, those are three, horrible losses that we're sort of desensitized to at this point because it just feels like Yankees Rays but they're they were all really really bad and mean that your team is sort of ill prepared for that situation to arise again uh now I can't tell if Yankees Rays 2020 is like Yankees Red Sox 09 or Red Sox Rays 08 and what I mean by that is Yankees Red Sox 09 or the Yankees in 09 were pretty dominant They, they beat up almost everybody they went through the dips and slumps that you go through in a 162-game season. But they, they figured out a way to beat almost every team, except for the Boston Red Sox in the first half. They were 0-8 against the 2009 Red Sox in the first half. Every one of those losses boiled my blood more than the last because it just felt like it was, it was never going to turn in the opposite direction. All-star break happens. The Yankees basically go undefeated against the Red Sox in the second half. They four-game sweep them at the beginning of August, a 15-inning game in the A-Rod homer. The whole tide turns. 08 Red Sox Rays, the Rays are the young upstarts that come out to this huge division lead. The 08 Red Sox are the defending world champions. They, they're the ones who've been there before. 
And as the year drags on, they chip away and chip away and do the annoying thing that you always assume the veteran team does. The Rays barely hold them off at the end, but it's pretty crystal clear that if these two teams were to meet in the playoffs again, it would be a really tight coin flip six or seven game series. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happens. The Rays go up 3-1 in the ALCS. The Red Sox push it to game seven and narrowly lose in Tampa in game seven. So there's not enough time left in the regular season for the Yankees to make an 9 Red Sox-ish charge and even up this season series and change the narrative. Even if they win two out of three or sweep against the Rays in the one series remaining, which, by the way, is at Yankee Stadium in like a week and a half. It's like September 1st. This is the stupidest, and I hate it. But they, they don't have enough time to make a big move. So they can theoretically save a little face, but that's it. Uh, do they have what it takes, and do they have enough time left to prove that they can give the Rays a series in October? Can they 08 Red Sox it? Can they sort of embarrass them and put the pressure on and make the Rays think twice? And at least even the playing field narrative-wise for the national media and thinking that these are the two AL East juggernauts not this is an AL East juggernaut and the team that can't possibly beat them. And I don't know. And we don't have a lot of time to find out. Yeah, we don't, uh, unfortunately. And a couple of other tidbits here. Uh, you sent me this earlier. We almost forgot to mention this is the first time the Yankees have been swept at home in a series of multiple games since the Indians won three straight, August 28th to the 30th of 2017. That is courtesy of Brian Hoke. Yep, um, I, was, uh, I was at the U.S. Open for those. I remember them. They were horrible couple of other things uh Boone does not think well at least I'm sorry he's hoping that it's not something serious he says he doesn't believe it is he's always um, hoping that it's not something serious. Yeah. and Friday's Friday night subway series opener has been postponed already so I think we can expect maybe Saturdays to be postponed and then perhaps a doubleheader on Sunday and then we'll make up one when we play the Mets again uh I have no idea but I mean this is what life is right now uh I, I don't I don't know what to tell anybody. I guess yeah. figure it out. Enjoy yourself. Well, we're back on Pizza Friday, so you can just you know run it back. Pizza, wine, booze, whatever. You're not gonna um, have a game. Hang out yeah, with your friends. I'm, I'm sorry to uh, to have gone all old school radio guy on the 2020 Yankees, but yeah, I feel like it had to be said. Uh, and at least I went Mad Dog Russo and not Tom Brenneman, so it could be worse. <laughs> Tom Brenneman, uh, suspended only, not fired yet. Tom Brenneman, fire yourself. Uh, and the Reds are sorry if him saying that's uh, offended anybody. If it offended anybody. If you happen not, to be offended by slurs. Did. Yeah, if you're yeah. offended by slurs from the 70s, then yeah. we're sorry, I guess. Um, but that's it for the pod this week, folks. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Like we said, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us the five-star review. Leave us a review. Ask us a question. Um, whatever you can do to help us out head over to Spotify, give us a listen. Um, all of these also, uh, these pods are embedded in our articles on yanksyard.com. In addition to the front page of the site, if you're perusing the site, you're messing around, click it, listen to it while you're reading. It's a good time. Um, anything else from you, Adam? No, I don't have anything else. Actually, I guess we just got to see if the Yankees regroup a little bit and in a week to go. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, for that, for this week, folks, uh, I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy's underscore takes. I'm Adam Weinrib. I'm having a bad time. And you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. There's no better time to hit Adam up right now on Twitter. So I highly suggest it. You're we'll see you next week. And then unfollow. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. See ya. Take care, everybody.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.